real quick before we get Ether Skolnick on the hotline, just want to acknowledge uh, yesterday was Larry Dolby Day um, throughout baseball. I, I, I'll just say this. I just wish we did more um, acknowledging uh, Larry Dolby. You know, baseball acknowledges Jackie Robinson. Anthony Alfred back here with you. Um, baseball does a great job acknowledging Jackie Robinson, but it feels like the effort comes short with Larry Doby. So, and, and I know Tito has some thoughts about, you know, they weren't able to wear um, his number um, yesterday. So, I just I just wish we did more um, in honoring uh, Larry Doby here and across baseball. So, just wanted to acknowledge that as we come on back. 216-474-0092. Anthony Alpha here with you. Let's go out live to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Ethan Skodek of Five Reasons Sports. He joins us. He is on Twitter. And Ethan, I the first thing I did when I went to your Twitter, I see you're on threads as well. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, because everybody needs another social media account. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Twitter, although I'm, I'm primarily on Five Reasons Sports Twitter. We'll see how this threads thing uh operates as we go forward you have any confidence in uh threads like i think we all started today is like uh, well. i mean is there any difference i mean it looks to me like i, I don't know it, it sort of looks to me like you come home and you you got some shoes and some shoe boxes and you put the shoes away and your house looks exactly the same but you feel like you cleaned i, I don't know it's it, that's that's kind of like what the threads thing feels like to me. But if people are going to go over there, I'll go check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I have another place to plug the show. Exactly. <laughs> another that's how this works. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get right to it. Uh, here we go. I mean, what's your fans here in Cleveland? We've heard all the talk, and, and we'll get to the – we talked in the first hour about heat culture and the difference between that and the Cavs culture. People have some thoughts on that. But just on the basketball X's and O's front, what should Cavs fans who are listening right now expect from Max Struess? Well, I mean, I'll start before the basketball front. Uh, he's a good dude. I mean, start there. I think you'll like him personally. I think everybody in the Heat organization did. And they liked his story. The media liked him. Uh, so there's no issues there. I mean, he, you know, he came up through this. Heat developmental program. They put the ball in his hands a lot two summer leagues ago. Um, he blossomed in that way, and he plugged right in, and he kind of moved ahead of his friend Duncan Robinson in the rotation, and they won a lot of games uh, with him as off the bench, and they won a lot of games with him as a starter. So, I mean, I you know I think that they would have liked to have keep Ma- keep, kept Max. I think we kind of recognized at the end of the season uh, that it was going to be difficult with their luxury tax situation and with some of their other priorities. And I think he realized it too. So his post uh, season presser, you know, he thanked the Heat, but I, I think we kind of got the sense that he he knew he was probably moving on. Um, you know, what kind of a player is he? Uh, he can be a very very good three point shooter in stretches. He's a little streakier than maybe you would like as a specialist. Um, he's not a runoff of sixty five screens type guy like a Duncan Robinson or a Ray Allen type or somebody like that or even a JJ Redick. Uh he's more of a spot up three point shooter. Um I, I will say that offensively the one thing that maybe gets overlooked is he's what the kids say you know, call sneaky athletic. I, he he does have some hops. Um you know he, he does have some physicality to him. Uh he's tough. He's not really afraid of the moment. 
Uh, and then with that being said, he had, you know, two awful finals games. But, I, you know, I, to me that was more the anomaly than anything else. I think he kind of hit the wall a little bit. He wasn't really supposed to be in that role. Tyler Hero was. And, I, you know, I think that that got to him a little when there were some confidence issues. But, uh, but typically he has pretty high confidence. You know, defensively, he tries. I, I, you know, he does have some physicality. He can guard up a little bit. Uh, lateral foot speed, that kind of stuff. It obviously, it's not elite. Uh, he was a better defender, I thought, than Duncan Robinson for most of his time here, but there would be games where he was kind of unplayable defensively. So it kind of depended on the night. Teams will hunt him a little bit. You have to have a good system. I think that you know what you guys have in place defensively will probably be good for him. Um, you know, having having Mobley, having Allen, um, you know, having some bigs who could protect him a little bit. Uh, but you know, I, the Heat liked him. I mean, this was not a situation where they were looking to get rid of him. It's just that once that price tag got, you know, over about $10 million a year, it's just, you know, they, like I said, they have other priorities right now. I think everybody knows what that priority is. And it, waiting around for Max, uh, you know, I think they pretty much told him, go find your best deal. <laughs> and, 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 and Ethan, do you, I, I guess to capitalize on some of the points you made, let's go real quick. Do you think the Cavs overpaid for Max? I don't know what overpaying is these days. Uh, that's the thing. Like uh, when Desmond Bain's getting fifty million dollars a year, like uh, you know, is overpaying sixteen million dollars for a shooter. Uh, you know, Duncan Robinson, the Heat signed him to eighteen million dollars a year. Kind of immediately regretted the contract, but then the new CBA and some of the money that's come in, it doesn't look as awful anymore. Um, I, you know, I so I don't I don't know. I mean, it depends. It's the context of the rest of your roster, right? Like if if you're if you're willing to pay luxury tax and, and you have your stars locked up, and I know with Mitchell that's a bit of an issue maybe coming up in about a year, but we'll see, uh, you know, then it's fine. I mean, I think to have a $16 million player who's going to, you know, be kind of a swing starter maybe and, and going to probably give you 25, 30 minutes a night. And he's played in the finals, you know, once, and he played in the Eastern Conference finals another time. I don't think it's a terrible deal. It's not a bargain, but I don't think it's a terrible deal. I think, you know, bargain – you know, I think the Heat fans, uh, this is color a little bit. I, they all wish Max well. I don't think anybody had anything, you know, wrong to say about Max who left. But, you know, when the Heat were able to bring in Josh Richardson for $2.7 million and Josh shot 37% from three and is a better defender than Struess, then I think in the context of that, the deal is a lot. Uh, but, you know, that's there weren't a lot of two guards on the market, and that's what Cleveland wanted to pay. And other teams like Indiana were willing to pay it. So, I'm not gonna if he if he's a, if he's a top seven guy for for the Cavs then the money will be probably be worth it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just say here at Cleveland it would be very worth it <laughs> if he's one of those one of the top guys. Ethan Skodek of Five Reasons Sports he joins us live on the North Fulton Chrysler Cheap Dodge Ram Hotline. And again, we mentioned in the first hour we talked about the Heat culture and his experience coming in. Like should like how much will how much will his influence, Max Struess, his influence as far as going to the NBA Finals and having that mm-hmm. playoff experience translate to the team here in Cleveland? Well, I don't think Matt, Max is not going to be one of these scream it guys uh, type people. He tends to, you know, he became a, he became a, a Jimmy Butler favorite pretty quickly because he's got a sense of humor and he can take a joke and give one back a little bit. Uh, he's a very likable personality. I, I don't think he's going to be the one to kind of lead 
the team, um, but I think that he'll lead with his work, if that makes sense. Uh, he, he does put in the time. The, the things Fulcher always talked about was Max is the first guy there and the last guy out. So, I mean, if you're looking for that for a young team that we kind of saw, you know, fall on its face a little bit in the playoffs, um, I, I don't think it'll hurt. Um, you know, but as far as him being the leader of the team, I mean, most likely Donovan's still going to be your leader because he's your best player. And, you know, I, I think Max, you know, coming from, you know, look, when you're you're hardened by playing with Jimmy Butler, um, and Jimmy does not tolerate uh, guys who, who can't step up in the moment and who don't play to his level. It's just, it doesn't work and who don't care about winning. So he liked Max from the very beginning. He kind of identified Max as one of his sort of undrafted rookie types. And so I, you know, that's to me the best recommendation you could give him. And Spolcher loved him. So, I mean, I, you know, I mean, Eric, we've had, a, you know, obviously down here, we've witnessed, you know, 20, 30 undrafted guys who become NBA players through the system. He really liked Max. I mean, they made Max a priority. And I think they knew that if they did, that there was a chance that he was going to get taken away. I also think that if the Duncan Robinson contract had been moved last year, that Max probably is still here. Uh, but as of this moment, Duncan Robinson is still here. And, you know, that may change here with the Lillard trade and, and whether he gets included for salary filler and all the rest. Uh, but, again, I don't think that the Heat wanted him to leave, and I think he'll be a good influence up there. Ethan, let's uh, real quick, you guys with the the Miami Heat, somehow, way, you guys are at the center of the basketball universe right now with what's going on with Dame. Uh, what's the latest on that situation? Do you believe the reports that Dame only wants to be traded to the Miami Heat? Uh, yes. What do you think about everything that's going on with that? No, I mean, this has played out pretty much as we've telegraphed it on five on the floor. We're eight, the eighth of ten steps. Um, we had kind of outlined this at the beginning. Uh, first, Dame had to make it clear behind the scenes to some of his favorite reporters, one of which is Chris Haynes, who I, I know you guys know very well. I worked with Chris up in Cleveland. Uh, and and others, uh, you know, what his intentions were at Shams, the Showtime interview. And then, you know, it had to start to get a little more public and a little nastier, and that's what's happened now. And uh, he's he's not going to – I mean, he's not going to be happy if he goes somewhere else. And, you know, Boston could talk only when he doesn't want to go to Boston. He just doesn't. I mean, could another team like Brooklyn or, or Philly jump in? Sure. But he wants to be here, and he's wanted to be here, and I think this is the only place that he would jeopardize you know, what he's built in Portland. Um, I think that most Portland fans understand. I think that most national media understand. I think that he has cover. I know that going to Miami is not a popular thing. You guys certainly know that up in Cleveland back in 2010. <laughs> uh, but but I'm just, I just think that uh, this is all leading towards the conclusion, and I've been saying this now for the last week, that the sides will get together in Vegas, where everybody is, Portland. Uh, now I saw that Aaron Goodwin said that Dame wants them to get in a room, um, and they will. And I think Portland will realize there's no other deal for them out there, and the Heat will give them enough to let them face and let them move on with their youth movement and let Dame move on to chase a championship. That's how this should go. Dame's a perfect fit with Jimmy and Bam. Honestly, I would argue, and I covered the big three, that he's this is a better fitting big three than LeBron, Wade, and Bosch were at the beginning because LeBron and Wade kind of occupied the same spots on the floor. Uh, Bam, Jimmy, and Dame will fit immediately, and the other two guys will cover up Dame's defensive weaknesses. And I think the Heat will be the favorite to come out of the East again. But I and 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 I, I think that ultimately there will be enough uh, left when Miami makes this trade uh, to supplement. So. 
I don't think this is having to gut everybody. They're going to lose some assets. They're, they're going to lose Tyler. Uh, they'll have to probably trade Lowry's contract, which is in the last year. And, and may, they may lose Caleb Martin. They might lose Nikola Jovic, who they like a lot. But ultimately, this deal is going to get done, and, and Dame's going to be in Miami. He is Ethan Skodek. Follow him on Twitter, also on Threads. Don't forget that. Also on Threads. And <laughs> <laughs> part of Five Reasons Sports. Uh, you guys do a great job with the Miami Heat and everything. So I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. There he is, Ethan Skodek on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline with the very latest on what to expect from Max Struess here in Cleveland. Uh, he mentioned very good three-point shooter in stretches, in stretches. And also defensively, I know there's criticisms with that, but he will give it an effort on the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, throughout the night. Up next, can the Cleveland Guardians rebound? And we have the tracker. The tracker returns for night two as we try to track efficient offense. 216-474-0092. Double A Anthony Alpha here with you until midnight on Sports Radio 923 The Fan.